0: welcome to the bits per second podcast I'm Jim I'm Danny uh, and uh, this is the this is what I'm calling the baseline bit players podcast uh, because we have recently uh, expanded uh, well I have expanded it and and uh, we are uh, you can look for the name in the feed to change pretty soon like we're like it's bits per second right now but Soon, it's going to be the BitPlayers Players Podcast Network, and that's where we're going to. Uh, uh, we are opening it up to the team. We're going to try a bunch of new stuff. We're going to try some, try a bunch of new pilots. We've already uh, come out with uh, two episodes of the Bit Players Movie Club, which Danny, I hope you get to join. I do it's, too. It's uh, it's it's myself, Carl, Kenny, and Chase right now, but it's really open to whatever Bit Players where. Where we just like one of us, one of us selects a movie for to, to be the topic of discussion and we all just come in and and just bullshit about it. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's coming out like about, about every two weeks, uh, Carl and, uh, his wife, Liz have, I can teach history. They're coming out with a second episode episode soon, really next week. Um, in which Carl extends his very popular TikTok uh, video series into a, into a podcast where Liz, who is a history teacher, um, teaches a history lesson and carl of course very um very explicitly uh misunderstands it (laughs) In, in, in front of everybody uh like the worst student um it's very funny if you've never if you've never seen carl's uh video i could teach history videos on his tiktok and on his insta they're so worth checking out like he's he's like he's got such
1: a like uh like, like I can't describe his character. Like, it's like the it's like the worst kid, but also the, it, it was like the kid in middle school who like gave the teacher a hard time but had a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. The one that you wanted to like, you yeah, but felt weird when he didn't. And, but and like the one who like reaches, who who like gets to a point where
0: like they're really sure they understand it and it's completely wrong. Like it's completely off. But yeah like so so keep uh keep your eye it's going to be the same feed but uh it's going to be the bits, bit players podcast network and bits per second of course is going to be a staple podcast of that network as well um it's just going to be one of many from now on uh Wait, maybe one day we will. Uh, maybe one day this will become a lucrative enterprise, and we'll just like give every podcast its own feed. That's that's not exciting. not right now though. Just kind of, yeah. <laughs> not, not just now. I am paying the SoundCloud annual <laughs> fee right now, and for me, and I'm not paying multiple ones. Um, but yeah, uh, Danny, how you been?
1: Uh, I've been good. It's been it's been a big <laughs> week at the firehouse mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, big month. Big few months. Uh, with the transitions that have been happening. Uh, so mainly the big transition is... The big transition is uh, Mr. Frank Fusaro is no longer our artistic director of the Firehouse Theater. Yeah. And we're we're we're, deliver, we're doing this podcast amid a rave
0: right now. Just saying so you know. Like, yeah. Cancun was a really great place. For this know, podcast. but you know what? I just I, I know that there. I know that it, the, there was a lot of snow and ice back home, but uh, and a lot of power going out. But you know, I lot, just had to so, get. Up. It's just it's <laughs> nice
1: and warm over here.
0: You know, we're in the shorts. and I couldn't take my dog on the plane is what yeah. I, is all, like like you know, I pay. I, I asked the neighbor to check on it and on him every now and then. Like, just like Frank did with me a couple months ago. Yeah, right Right, it's like right. way back. Dude, let's not compare Frank to Ted Cruz. <laughs> Frank
1: is much <laughs> Frank,
0: Frank is much more attentive and caring than Ted Cruz. That's very <laughs> That's, true. But yeah, our uh, our forgive the uh, forgive the the background music at uh, the yoga studio next door. Which, yeah, uh, Frank has been basically like there. There have been a few off periods, but basically the artistic director of the Big Flayers since 2009. Um, since uh, since he and I came in, and the group was four people: uh, Neil, Neil, Anna, Vlad, and Jared. Of which, really, only Vlad has been the const- the, the consistent <laughs> one. Jared, Jared, of course, Jared, Jared has been out and back a couple of times, but but he's still here. But like, uh, and that was where it essentially rebuilt. It was under Frank's under Frank's guidance. Is where the when the bit players became what it is today. It is, uh, uh, the, it it, 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 they were before that, like, a, a well established group, but they mainly performed after, like, intermittently after, like, main stage shows, because, like, Jack and Donna, the owners, offered up the theater for, um, to playwrights, to, you know, theater companies to come in and do That's regular so cool. plays. That's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and the bit players would do, like, the after show, like yeah, it was like, like vaudeville style there. almost. Like, it
1: was, I mean, it was kind of the same thing that we do. Like, it was, well, yeah, vaudeville style, I guess, yeah. in the sense that, like, like it's like a traveling, like almost like a circus of like who's coming through the firehouse rather than like a like a residency. Kind of, yeah,
0: yeah, because there was no there was no permanent theater company that was here. Uh, he'll tell you it was his intention to just be artistic director for a few months and then leave it to me which was never gonna happen because i can't do that <laughs> like i cannot be artistic director like i have no uh, number one i have no time number two that I, 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 I like i do not feel comfortable in that leadership position um but i mean i'm honored to have been thought of in that way because frank is, is truly one of my best friends and like uh, favorite performing partners but like it was under him that the bit players became, that they, that they decided we're going to make it into a full-time improv Mm. theater. We're going to do this every Friday and Saturday night. We're going to expand. And like now, now we're unstoppable. I'm going to say Like now, like, I'm sorry. Like,
1: I don't want to sound pompous, but like where this is, this is an institution now. It's very strange because you'd think for, for Newport, Mm -hmm. you'd think that a place that's so, uh, so, that capitalizes so much on their culture and so much on their art, you know, with the mansions and this and that, the the art of the restaurants downtown, everything. You'd think that there'd be more of a bustling theatrical scene, like any really any performing arts. Like yeah, you have live music down at the at the mm-hmm. clubs and bars, but when when I first came to Newport in 2016, uh, as a burgeoning Theater major at Salve, <laughs> yeah. there was ju- the only thing I heard was, oh well, there's this show downtown. There's this improv show downtown, uh-huh. and the uh, essentially the mascot of that show is Vlad. Vlad oh, yeah. has always he been, has always been the he's master. always been yeah, like, he's always been the most popular. And yeah, like I mean, he's the one that like if
0: there's a like like we we've gotten some accolades as a uh, um, as a troop, but when people are asked who their favorite performer.
1: it's Vlad. Yeah. It's Vlad.
0: If they're gonna single Absolutely. somebody out, it's Vlad, because there's nobody, nobody else has
1: him. And, no- <laughs> and to, to me, when 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 I was a freshman, my my uh, my buddy Henry uh, went and saw the show with a couple of our friends, came back and just raved about it. And then uh, it wasn't until it wasn't until after I graduated that I saw a Pit players show for the first time. Because mm-hmm. um, as as much as an institution as the Pit players are. It also is incredibly under the radar, you know, we have people that come out after shows and they say, I've driven by this place a million times, Mm -hmm. I've never stepped inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just shows, um, you know, what what Frank has built and what the group has become Mm -hmm. has become such a consistent production factory of, Mm -hmm. of just good content. That people want to come back to yeah and to to be able to be that for newport is like it's very special it is it really is because i like i I
0: feel like it like my feeling about what we do here is like it 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 just hits a lot of the buttons Mm. like we are able to do so much simultaneously that a lot of theaters don't get to do. Yeah, um, we're in a we're in a tourist town. or in a resort kind of beachy town mm-hmm. where we get to. But we also have a permanent theater. We're not like we're not a tourist location. We're not bouncing around. We're venues. not Yeah. Um, so we have a we have a permanent place. We have but but we have a you know we're we're in a place where people are often looking for something to do at night when they're you know at the beach during the day and we can cater to tourists and do games about them um, but that but we don't have to we're not in the position where we have to like uh, I don't know, like build our entire artistic world around them like it's kind of it's like, yeah. like we're very fortunate in that sense we're, that we yeah, get to much. do we get to do really good improv but also very accessible in improv I know that, like, yeah. a lot of people get like get to do that that's it's it's, it's uh, um, I feel, I think it's on the rise in Rhode Island I feel like a lo- like a, a, a while back but like like you know pre 2010 era I feel like uh, you were kind of either the clowns or you were the artists so, like you were the ones who like did like goofy mix- ups or either the ones who did a pure very pure yeah, like form theatrical um, and now like we now there's more of that like it's not just us like uh, I will yeah. say like I will say that the you know, C- the CTC who I've worked with and who Kenny is in a show for right now they do a lot of really good like fun but also very theatrically ept improv yeah. <laughs> like uh, Pig uh, Providence Improv Guild and Kismet also like same, same thing like, mm-hmm. like like we're in like I feel like in
1: this state right now like there's such a renaissance of good improv that like and and to, to kind of segue that 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 uh, one of the things of the past few months that has been such a a cool mm-hmm. uh, experience to share was uh, we had a charity show mm-hmm. involving all those other improv groups mm-hmm. a couple months ago mm-hmm. uh, and we raised. Uh, we raised a ton of money for the Women's Resource Center of Newport, um, and that was that was set up by James, our new artistic director, who exactly. was like Bravo, James, so like good, yeah. yeah, that was that was that a, was a it, it was a really special night because not only wasn't it a, kind of a reunion of sorts for improvisers around the state, but also it was uh, a homecoming slash uh, you know first step into the water for James. Uh, James Taver our new artistic director mm-hmm. uh, to kind of flex that leadership muscle and, and to you know, usher back in a, a, a new era of the bit players yeah they did it uh, yeah like the, 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 the groups that performed were
0: Kismet Bring Your Own Improv and what were the uh, uh, Providence Improv Guild Providence Improv Guild To
1: where I could cut out the space. I think there was only. <laughs> was it just them and I us? I think it's it's
0: those three and us. Yeah, and us. Yeah, uh, and they uh, they they're, they're all really cool people. And uh, yeah, that then that that I, I that's another thing, and that's one thing that I thought, but like, that's always good is when we can like sort of build relationships with other theaters because there's a there's kind of like there's there i've seen a lot of not not on our like not on our part and not on, like i'm not naming anybody specific but i've seen a lot of manufactured rivalry mm. <laughs> over the years too and it's good to see that dissolve like yeah. it's good to see that go
1: away that would definitely yeah. I, I think
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i think i'm in the
0: head of a 14 year old girl um, it's like what movie are we in right now it's, it's, this,
1: um, is, this is like a dream scene in Don't Worry Darling No, <laughs> oh, right we're in a dream scene <laughs> like, like we're not quite sure if they're in or out of the simulation I just Go got ahead. spit on like <laughs> um don't worry, darling. Sucks, by the way. <laughs> it's such a. I watched it. I uh-huh. so I, I Vanessa and I saw it in theaters. We were the only ones oh, who got to pick it apart the entire time. We had a ball. Oh, so cool! That would have been. It was, it been so was awesome. an amazing Beauty time. There. The second time we watched it, both of us were looking at each other because we were showing it to our friends for the uh-huh. first time, and we were like, "We just did, we blew this movie up in the theater. Like we were laughing, we were dying." The second time we watched it, we were like, "Huh? Olivia Wilde might be doing something here." And oh, then yeah. the third time we watched it, we went, oh, no, we were lying. No, the entire time is was just a nightmare. It just, yeah, right. It's total whiplash. It's how, many, how uh, many 50 songs can we throw at you to make you think you're in the 50s? And fashion. Fashion, yeah. too. Like, the, the whole, like, all, all the dresses
0: and suits and everything. Um, and how could we make Chris Pine look like he'd rather be anywhere else? Like, that's the only thing. Like, everything he did associated with that movie, including his performance in it, looks like like making the making one of the like like uh, notably f- like like known as the f- one of the friendliest people in Hollywood just kind of like fuck <laughs> like, <I'm just> like, <laughs> yeah and all that's that's all before Harry Styles even spat on. No, supposedly no, like no, the number one thing was that uh, like it's a movie that it's a film that you like it, to watch. It, feels it like, like feels a like movie. a movie, <laughs> like, which it did. It, it's just a bad. Movie. It felt like a movie, yeah. Like, I don't know. um, not to get too like the discussion of the like of uh, the topic of theater experiences. Like, not to get too into bit play movie club territory, but I just saw Skinamarink. Skinamarink. Yeah, that? Have, you don't know Skinamarink. I don't know Skinamarink. Uh, Skinamarink is um is a horror movie that just came out this weekend. It is, um, and I say this as someone who has been. A fan of horror movies since I was maybe like nine years old. And there's been like, uh, I saw like Nightmare on Elm Street when I was 12. Like, I saw, like, like I, I've been reading Stephen King my whole life. Like, I saw, like, I've seen every Halloween Friday the 13th. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in this. It might be the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really?
1: It might be like it's it is. is it one of those viscerally like, yeah like it, it sits with you after the fact or mm-hmm. is it when you're sitting watching you movie? You're both like, Ooh, well
0: it's like it's like a nightmare like that in that it in the middle of it you're just like caught up like you oh. are just you're just floating in it yeah and it lingers after like it's got that lingering feeling like like after a dream where it's like I'm not sure what just happened but it's definitely left me with this You have that feeling. hangover
1: when you wake up Yeah
0: yeah. Um, cause what happened the guy who directed it his name is Kyle Edward Ball um he's a Canadian dude I think he's like he's younger than me I think he's like only like 30ish mm-hmm. um he shot this in his uh, childhood home, oh, and Jesus makes his childhood Christ. home look like a look as scary as a fucking gothic castle. Like it's it's and, and labyrinthine too. Like the cinematography. Those is classic so good. Canadian childhood homes. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's like a mid-century house. Yeah. Like it's uh in that in that it's like weirdly it's weirdly labyrinthine for no reason. <laughs> like it's got like hallways and stairs and like rooms uh, like. And there's paneling, there's paneling, there's a ton of <laughs> paneling, um, which uh, my wife would be scared by. I was, I, I love paneling, like <laughs> I keep trying to put paneling in our house. Um, it is, it is the best movie I've seen at capturing what it's like to be, to be in a nightmare and vaguely know that you're in trouble, but not know exactly what it is. And he, it, he. Did this by uh, he he went on Reddit and asked people what their worst nightmare was as a child, and he started out making just making YouTube videos of people's nightmares, like trying to film people's oh, nightmares. Shit. Which I watched a few of them. They're really good, like they're they're better than the average. Just like creepy pasta, like Ooh, I made it, look at them, but like there's real like filmmaking talent behind them. But like he said that so many people told responded by saying. I'm a child, and I wake up in my childhood home, and I'm calling for my mom and dad, and they're not there, but something is. That's horrible. That is, that's terrifying, (laughs) and that's what the movie is. And it's, it's, it's a hundred minutes of that, and it is, there's a shot late in this movie that I can, like, is the the most terrifying thing that I have ever okay. seen. And it's so simple. I've seen i seen
1: Jim describe a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen your eyes quite do this about mm-hmm. any other film. So and it, I have it definitely said, has stayed with me. And I have said I, I there's no movie that I have uh,
0: that, that I have more times looked at the screen and went, no, 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 no. no. Like, this like I cannot Just that dread. Yes. There's a uh, like I, I, cannot, I cannot say enough. Go see this movie in the theater. It's gonna come out on Shutter soon. Like it's a Shutter movie. Uh, which if you don't subscribe to Shutter, like if you if you love horror, Shutter is great. Uh, it comes with AMC Plus. Um, it's, so it's coming out on Shutter and AMC Plus like in a few weeks I, although although given that it's
1: making money now it might be a little bit it might turn into like Terrifier 2 or Megan's situation where they're like okay, oh, hey, yeah, now it's keep it going we're bringing it back to theaters well cause it cost like two
0: bucks to make and, yeah. and, and, and like over like like very few theaters and like those theaters are only doing one showing a night it made almost a million dollars this weekend Shit. so like it's it's successful it's doing well but like if you can see it in a theater see it if you can't see like if you gotta watch it at home put your phone in the other room that's my suggestion like because like this movie is this movie is designed to offer you no escape and Mm. your phone if your phone offers you a chance to look away from it like that that's cheating i think
1: see that that's that raises a good thing because i've been very much so in the past couple weeks trying to get back into different things Mm -hmm. like uh just enthralling myself in whatever it is that I'm doing at, at hand. Mm-hmm. And movies and TV are a big one. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, recently, uh, Vanessa and I went to see The Whale. Hmm. Uh, it did not go well. It, it's not good? It It's not that it's not good. It's just one of those movies that, like, you're sitting there and you're like, why am I watching this? Um, it, it's, it's like... See, that was my worry. Cause yeah. like, I Because I, I, I have much respect for Brendan Fraser, but I don't know if I... He's could. phenomenal. It's just... The, the the other thing about it is like if you go into it knowing it's a play, yeah. you're watching a play. Mm-hmm. And because of that they have that kind of like play-like dialogue where mm-hmm. it's super expository and super like, oh. hey, you know this thing that happened to you a while ago that's going on, that's impacting us right now while I'm unloading the dishwasher and doing to- a menial <laughs> task and telling <laughs> you about it. It's like that. So oh, they leave okay. nothing yeah. up to the imagination. I don't know. But the the other part of it is just like, and I understand why they're doing it of like, this is, you're talking about no escape, like the whole thing is filmed in Charlie's apartment, you don't leave the apartment. There's a claustrophobia to the movie, Uh but when it comes to the like, acting bits, it's like how far can we make you feel like Brendan Fraser's character is suffering? Yeah. because we want you to it, feel like it that. lays it on too thick it it's it, there's just such little subtext it just beats it over the head with it I hate that um I'm trying to think what's a late movie I saw that would, would parallel that a movie that did that but effectively that we've both seen me mm-hmm. this literally six hours ago was the menu oh I thought the menu but the menu is very
0: light and funny like it's yeah. very and very like very quick paced and and, exactly. and 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 a comedy.
1: It, keep, it um, keeps the it keeps that like this is why we're here yeah and and doesn't hate you it. like like it doesn't tell you why. I've, I've seen those movies before that are
0: just like let's wallow in this guy's pain mm-hmm. for two hours. Um, what's uh, I'm trying to think of like because there there've definitely been like movie, movies that have been very widely praised that have been like this is just unpleasant like. Um, I mean, really, any Darren Aronofsky movie? Yeah, like I, I've liked movies of his. Uh, I think he's done well. Like Requiem for a Dream, I think, I, I, I think could be could be criticized as that, but like it, it, uh, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Like so, but I think it's it does it in a very like, uh. Kinetic and cinematically interesting way that yeah. that like it's that that it feels like yes this movie is like taking you on this care on these characters downward spirals, but it is um it's doing it in a way that's very alive and active like and 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 you care you 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 actually care at each step I think um but. I would say Black Swan, even though a lot of people liked it, fails at that. Like mm-hmm. I think, I, I think uh, even though it's it's basically the same arc, like she's spiraling into madness throughout the whole thing. It's it feels like okay, like I know I know where it's
1: going. What's what the yeah, whole, like like, <laughs> like if, if like I we all know mm-hmm. what the ending of this is going to be. It's not going to be pleasant. The wrestler does it well, I would
0: say. The wrestler does it well because it is like it. it I, I, I feel like you, like it as a tragedy. I feel like at every step you want him to do better, like uh, and and it teases you with the idea of redemption, and then he, and then he can't. Like and then it turns out he can't. Uh, it's never like I was never. I was never certain that it was going to end the way it did. Mm. Uh, but uh, like so, some, yeah, like 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 some movies like that just kind of like right, yeah, like
1: this is just this this just exists to, to wallow in suffering. Like <laughs> now, taking that idea, of this is a moment in time, and like mm-hmm. you're watching a character. Yeah how how do you as an improviser think like if you're doing a scene? And you're and you're thinking in the moment like this isn't going anywhere or mm-hmm. this isn't doing something mm-hmm. for the audience or for yourself, what is the what is the next step from that? Like if you're in a moment where you're like, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna change, this isn't gonna help, this isn't gonna fix, mm. where are you where is your brain now? Well in a, if it's a pit player show my brain goes let's end this game like <laughs> it's just like let's just kind of move forward and forget about it which is very mu- that's yeah. very much a, it's, a, it's a luxury a, of doing short that's form that's a luxury of doing the kind of who's lying yeah. who's like, sort of
0: improv- I always say yeah like doing short form the luxury is like if something goes poorly you get to end it but the, the, the challenge is like you have to find like the 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 the, the 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 golden nugget of every scene you have to find it in like five seconds, rather Mm -hmm. than a minute, like, or two, like, like, because it's not going to last longer, but, um, if I were doing a long-form scene, I would, uh, if if I sense that, like, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of plateauing, I, I, my mind goes to just some sort of stakes, like, just some, something important is about to happen. Mm like let's name that thing like the the let's the why what what is the importance of our you know like me, my my scene partner being in this scene together at this time like and just and just kind of my instinct is to just name it explicitly yeah. and just kind of get it out there like if there's a if there's a scene where i've just been kind of finding it i always joke that like my like the the my my two-man uh, group with uh, Frank, my two-man show with Frank, which got us the job here at mm-hmm. the the, the unexpected is, like, company. Well, n- it was it, it arose from unexpected company. It was called Pete and the Other Guy, uh, where we were two office guys. Like that actually arose from uh, him inviting me into into a scene, and, and and neither of us knowing really what to do. <laughs> um, so you and, grew and an we, entire show. We from grew an that. entire we drew, grew an entire premise but, from that. That's awesome. Like. And it was basically, well, like, the, the reason I've told this, I'm pretty sure I've told this on the podcast before, but, like, uh, it began when, like, we were in an Unexpected Company show together. Unexpected Company was a group we performed at in Warwick, uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, from, uh, from like, I, I, I like, for, like t- mid-2000s to late-2000s. Um, long-form group. And he, like, he started a scene, and he called me on stage, set up two chairs, and was, like, st- and whispered to me, start typing. So we sat next to him, okay, okay, office. So he's like to each other start typing with mine typing. A few seconds go by. He turns to me, hey, hey Pete. How you doing? I'm like, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> hey, you 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 looked like you knew what was gonna about to happen. So now <laughs> um, uh, Jim, why is that a faux pas? Uh well oh okay well because, because like he uh
0: well i mean i don't i don't know if i'd even call it a faux pas but because it could have been me misreading but like he given that he had uh he told me he directed me to do an action like he directed me to to mimic him essentially to mirror him uh that signaled to me that he had a way to start the scene like, that's it, that he had an initiation and i was waiting for him to do that um, and he did not. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been through that too. Like I've had, I've moments where I've jumped into scenes and just completely forgotten what I had Absolutely. in my head, and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. But from that, like from that sort of floundering, like we grew that premise, which was essentially we would get from the audience what that thing was, like what what the why we were like what we were going to be talking about, and we were office workers. We would get like a hot-button topic from the audience to discuss. We stole it kind of from this group called BassProv, uh, from, who, um... I forget where they're... I think they're from Chicago originally. Uh, two very, like, big names in the improv world, Joe Bill and Mark Sutton, um, who, like, if you don't do improv, you probably ha- you haven't heard of them, but, like, if you do, they're, like, they're, like, the big one, the yeah. big names. Um, where they did a thing called BassProv, where they were two, two guys fishing and they got like they got a topic of discussion from the audience as a, as a suggestion and they would be just two guys riffing on that while they're fishing and we did kind of did the same thing like we did we did our version of that we were two guys in an office um who like we got a topic from the audience and maybe like another suggestion like an object to connect it to mm. and we were just riff on that like as as our two as two office buddies frank was usually like the the goofy guy and i was the straight man but sometimes we switched um i remember one we did shortly after michael jackson died and the premise the premise of our scene was that i had just gotten tickets to michael jackson and i was really (laughs) excited to go see him and and i was learning over the course of our conversation that he was dead
1: it, it, it was really funny um Cause I, I mean, I've only been here for a year. You've been here for how many years? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so while we're both very heartbroken that Frank's leaving, mm-hmm. I have a much different relationship to him than you do. Well, well, I also have been. You've uh, also been performing with him for. I've been performing. Yeah,
0: and I like yeah, we're friends. Like yeah, uh, and uh, you know, he's a groomsman at my wedding. Like you know, like we we know each other. So like he's not. I'm not. I'm not saying goodbye. Yeah, you're not saying like, goodbye. I, to him. Yeah. Um, but but like I I feel like um, there is there is a kind of like a kind of trust among the players here that has always been like top priority, and we have like when anybody has violated it, we have kind of been pretty tough on them. Yeah. I feel like um, that. Uh, that I feel even without him at the helm is still there like and, yeah. and I feel like we've, we've we've worked we've trained it into a lot of people too like I feel like that's why that's why Carl auditioned three times that's why Adam auditioned three mm-hmm. times like it, it's like the, the the ones who the ones who actually care to work at it are like will get into it and it's very it's cool to see them come along like it's very yeah. awesome
1: for me to to come in to a group that has such a history without like really being able to see a lot of it um, The the one constant that has really like Kind of made me go holy shit like how lucky am I is is seeing that professionalism that you mm-hmm. and and Frank and and you know, Vlad and Carl and and that Matt is something that Frank really and well Vlad too. like yeah Vlad,
0: Like I, th- I would say Frank and Vlad have taken the helm on that over the years is just like um we are not just a group of group of people getting together, like a lot a lot of improv groups. And this is not to, that's not a slander on them because I've been in a lot of them. Like I've been in a lot of groups that are just groups, yeah. groups of people who get together to make funny things happen, and that's that's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, like the making it into an institution was really something that they did. Yeah. Um, and like, and I push back a lot of the times when it's like kind of when they come at, come at us with the tone of like well, this is a job, this is a, you know, you've got to, you know, th- this is a, you, know, you treat this like it's your job, and I'm like, well, I have a, I have a job, I can't afford to treat this like it's a job, <laughs> like, I have a full-time job, because, so, like, it is a fun thing, like, it's fun, like, to me, this is not a job, this is a, this is the fun thing that I do, that's for, for me, yeah, um, but the expectation of, like, the kind of professionalism and, like, this being an institution and this being, like, uh, you know, we're, we're part of Newport and we're part of the, the we're, we're, we're the, just, we're part of the culture here mm-hmm. and this place is bigger than us and, yeah. uh, like, this, the, that that kind of precludes any, um, any immature bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> so like yeah and i feel like we that that puts a bulwark that gives us kind of a bulwark against what ruins a lot of troops i feel like, like mm-hmm. what and why why a lot of troops have fallen over the years um
1: that that and i'm grateful for that very thankful <laughs> yeah there, there it, it's like um there's there's something that we're all working towards that's outside of us all just being funny and and you know mm-hmm. That but it's both and that's the it, thing that's too. Like we are also yeah. just like a bunch of goofballs. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I like, <laughs> like, like that too. If we ever lost sight of that, it would be you know, like, exactly. There's always been mm-hmm. such a, a both handedness. Yeah. In this is like for the art itself and to do it well, mm-hmm. but also I have never been in a in a group that just revels in having fun. And I I feel like we're very lucky. To have been able to do that
0: for so long, because I, I, feel I I, 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 like I've seen some where it's kind of like you trade one for the other, mm-hmm. um, where like as soon as you become an institution, it becomes like all about you know the bottom line, um, it, it and it becomes kind of like just just about maintaining that that presence, but also like like that that we uh, that, that we're able to do hmm? you lose the spark you lose the spark yeah and that we've been able to do both we're, the, to be professional and to just kind of just, just also be a bunch of goofballs just doing weird shit all the time that's awesome like did you watch <laughs> the Golden Globes nope I will never watch
1: the Golden Globes again bingo yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I feel like there's a, it's almost like ce- do you think celebrity culture has like kind of ended no I haven't I think it's just expanded I think that
0: more people can call themselves celebrity than celebrities than originally could. Mm. Um, like there was a day when, like, Mr. Beast wouldn't have been able to call himself anything. That's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody I saw somebody tweet today like, <laughs> "This is like this might be me being a millennial being like completely unable to understand Gen X, Gen Z," but like. Somebody somebody, somebody tweeted today, man, when, when when, whatever the Mr. Beast scandal is comes out, <laughs> it's
1: going to be the most terrible thing that anybody's ever heard. Like him, like him watching uh, Squid Game completely missing the point and then doing a Squid Game challenge wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like when he was like, <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah, no, I watched
0: that. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good one. Exactly. But it's going to be so much worse. Like... <laughs>
1: But, but, when, <laughs> when he has his like Zardoff most dangerous game moment right exactly and starts literally picking off people for sport like it's got to be
0: something like that <laughs> yeah because nobody gets that good a reputation
1: for long <laughs> you also have to think of the content mm-hmm. like if he's doing he's got to be doing it for content it's got to be better than his whatever his last video was for how, sure how, how much better can you get? I'd really,
0: I, re- I noticed recently that there was a there was a most dangerous game series on Quibi. On Quibi, yeah, I looked it up because I had my class read it last year, just as a kind of like time filler. And it's like, can I show you a movie based on it? But then, it like, there's there's this like public domain like 1930 version, yeah, by the King Kong creators, which is all right. But like, but then I, I looked at, oh, there's a there was a series on
1: Quibi with 10 minute episodes, stacked cast. Yeah,
0: like, who was in that? Christoph
1: that was, Waltz. Christoph Waltz was in it. And, uh, I mean, the lesser Hemsworth, Liam. Yeah. Well, so the, the middle Hemsworth. The mi- yeah, the mid-Hemsworth. The mid-Hemsworth. <laughs> the, the mid-Hemsworth. <laughs> Not counting Larry Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, dude, Christoph Waltz? Uh-huh. That should, that should easily, like, that should have been a, a, a quibby seller. I mean... Well, kind of like Christoph
0: Waltz as Blofeld should have been the... James Bond like revolution and it wasn't really it's such like, a was bummer, like, I have
1: I still haven't even seen it. Well,
0: either one well he's in the last two. I haven't two. seen the last two. They're they're all right. Like well like the Spectre's all right. I I really like No Time to Die. Yeah. Oh, cuz I think well like this well this is the the, the it, it feels shitty now because we know what Kerry Fukunaga has done. Mm. But he also made the first Bond movie that felt like it was also, like, the director's movie. Like, Like, um, you could sense sense that it was him who made it. Interesting. Which I make no excuses for, you know, why he's persona non grata, because Mm. he's also got a... He's got a sexual harassment problem, like many men in power do. (laughs) Which sucks, uh, because I liked a lot of his stuff. But, um... But it, it... I think it was a really good... Uh... I think it was the best Daniel Craig Bond movie. No Time to Die. Mm. Uh, yeah. Spectre Spectre is all right. Like it's okay, but but Christoph Waltz never landed. <laughs> like that's the thing. He's not even the main villain in No Time to Die. Like, really? He yeah. He's like such a minor role. Like that seemed like such good casting. That seemed yeah. like 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 incredibly uh, serendipitous. He he like oozes Blofeld like yeah. his attitude and it just didn't like it was just
1: yeah it's okay like <laughs> I feel like that happened a lot like I don't know what it is about the Daniel Craig uh, James Bond movies that just like I don't know if it's that it's the, the property of James Bond feels too classic to maybe too, for it to feel like still relevant but that's not the word I'm looking for mm-hmm. like cause when I was a kid there was I just brought back my n64 from home the other day to play GoldenEye. uh- uh-huh. Pierce Brosnan is is my James Bond mine too actually and it's like and I that's someone a, who's significantly you're the older first now. person I've ever met
0: to share that opinion Jay, Pierce Brosnan is like I, I he's he I mean Sean Connery did the thing like that's his it's his yeah. character as far as I'm concerned from Russia with Love is the best James Bond movie but Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Is the one like, like he, he like
1: is he James did, Bond. He's so like, I, I feel like not a lot of people appreciate that. So I'm I, glad you do. Yeah, like, I, this is the first time I've ever met someone that shares this opinion. This is the first time that someone hasn't gone, oh, what? Tomorrow Never Dies is
0: it might be my second favorite James Bond movie. I is know, that the one with From Barry? Russia? Or, no, no, that's not no it's the that. one with Terry Hatcher, yeah. Michelle, and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Ah. uh the, I love Tomorrow Never Dies. Like that's that's one of that like that is like that that when I think of James Bond that's kind of what I go to because like it has all the stuff like it, it checks it, all the boxes it checks all the boxes and it but it's also really like it's it's of the era it's very nineties like James yes. Bond like always adapts to the adapts to the era it's like a the villain is like a Rupert Murdoch type mm-hmm. with Jonathan Price um, and uh, it's just it's funny and it's exciting and it does like all sorts of new act, like like
1: uh like new fun action movie stuff and it's just so good. It's like um, like like the 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 Brosnan era bonds I feel like they they exist in this sweet spot of movies where they were not self-aware enough to be camp but like enough spectacle and high concept bond stuff for it to feel like oh this is like a bond movie yeah that's what i felt too like because i i feel like
0: the roger moore roger Roger moore is camp like roger moore and and i think pierce brosnan is more in line with roger moore than he is with any of the other yeah and i I like a lot of roger moore movies don't like the the camp bond gets me like octopussy is one of my favorites (laughs) I love octopussy. I know a lot of people trash talk octopussy. I love octopussy so much. I think it's so much fun. And Moonraker. Moonraker is yeah. the other one. Moonraker. Everybody trash talks Moonraker because it's like because it was made around the time Star Wars came out, and like they had to. They're like, oh, they had to include like a space supply. Yeah, some the, space like, adjacentness. Uh, but but I think it's so good. I thought it, 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 it like I I think that's such that that's so fun, and I feel the same way about tomorrow never dies like it, it's so light and fun and like just like it's breezy yeah. uh, and when I think Daniel Craig is a great actor for that character but like the his movies have only worked for me when they have kind of moved in that way yeah Casino Royale didn't do it for me
1: it takes itself too seriously yeah
0: do you think yeah I yeah. think it is way too serious and way too slow just and way too like plotting like it should have been a half hour shorter, yeah. Because um, when
1: Casino Royale came out, mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, great theme song. yeah, Chris Cornell's theme song is one of my favorites, but like when when when, when that transition happened, and I saw Casino Royale for the first time, I knew I was getting older because I mm-hmm. remember thinking there's too much talking in this movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bond enough where I could like just watch it and go, big explosions. Oh, double mm-hmm. cross! But it cross. is kind of like I. I, I was is, also shy.
0: It is kind of more in line with Doctor No, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like in the, in that that's that's kind of what the what, what more what the Sean Connery, at least the early ones were like. Um, but. I, I, I think they they forget sometimes. Ian Fleming also wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Like that, it's
1: kind I of like about that. yeah.
0: Oh my god! It's, there's a lot of fancifulness. The same guy
1: that created <laughs> yeah. James Bond created the Child Catcher. Yes, the most terrifying villain in all fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's always a lot of a, a lot a lot of
0: camp in James Bond. Yeah, like, there's always like and like I feel like. The first two Craig Bonds, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, like went way too far into the like grittiness, of mm-hmm. it. and Skyfall boys began boys? to find its way out. Are those of that, both Danny Boyle? No, uh, uh, no, Danny Boyle did never never did a Bond I, don't know. I thought. He, uh, oh,
1: did he just do that thing with the where he directed? He the just yeah he that, did that the that short yeah he did the he uh, he the. The uh, Olympics thing. Yeah, the Olympics, uh, where, where they actually used the Queen.
0: No, uh, Casino Royale was Martin Campbell, who also did Golden Eye. Uh, Quantum of Solace was Mark Forster. Um, uh, and the rest... Oh, oh uh, and uh, Skyfall and Spectre were Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, yeah. Uh, and and the last one was Carrie Fukunaga. Lee Tamahori did Die Another Day, which I don't hate. <laughs> Um, In my mind That's the that's that's like, HeliBerry. That's that's that's, yeah That's my Bond
1: movie that, that's, yeah. that's the Bond movie That I went to Tommy K's Which was our That was our video rental mm-hmm. Store And you would You had a video rental store Called Tommy K's Tommy K's It was, it, it was As so Someone strange.
0: who was it's Like you are You are that much younger than me And you had a video rental store
1: Yeah so for that context, was not I'm, Blockbuster. I'm 24, mm-hmm. so that's that's the context. So Wait, you're younger than I thought you were. Holy shit. Really? How did you think I was? I thought you were like 26. No. I turned 25 in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, you were really born worked. in 1998. I was born in 1998. Oh, shit. You and were I born saw- after Men in Black came out.
0: <laughs> Fuck.
1: God damn it. There's a lot of realizations for Jim tonight. But you are... The- shit. <laughs> what the hell? So, like... <laughs> I was yeah, I was let's, I was let's a, go through this thing. I was a sophomore frame. in high school when you were born. And now we share the stage together. was <laughs> silly is that? <laughs> and now we we now we talk about James Bond on a podcast. What together. came like I was I was of Do the you age a new <laughs> like <laughs> so like I just talked about
0: Tomorrow Never Dies you were a fucking embryo when I saw that
1: yeah <laughs> yes yeah I was just a, I was just a sparkle in my dad's eye yeah at that point well and no they,
0: you were in the womb No, nah, I was. Point. you world. were in the womb this is 1997 <laughs> <laughs> cause that was that the, the year was that
1: and Scream 2 and Titanic were the big December yes. movies like um I I, I I believe Titanic was number one at the box office when I was born probably I, cause I, if you were I, it was it was February, such a long run February, February. Yeah. It was February '98. Yeah, it was still like it was still probably number one. I believe. Uh, I'm trying to think. I th- I want to say "Heart Will Go On" is is the number one song <laughs> of of the day I was born to, or Janet Jackson. Um, oh, it could have been. Could have been. Um, um, but, but yeah, Jim, I I am I am very much Gen Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Which, it surprises me that you had a, a you had a rental store I because did. even like. Well, like, when I was that age, like, you know, when I at the age I was when you were born, Blockbuster was the only one.
1: Well, that's... So... And Hollywood, Hollywood videos. Hollywood like, video, sometimes. yeah. Hollywood video, no one went to. There were there were three in my town. They definitely th- bought, a, bought a lot of, like, uh, uh,
0: previously viewed
1: movies from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Uh. Um, so there was Tommy K's, which was like the local chain. Uh-huh. Tommy was a guy that my dad actually knew. Oh, wow. Um, and if anybody knows Tommy's Tanning, that, that chain was founded by the same guy, Tommy. He started Tommy K's. So videos and, and tanning. And when, when video rental stores started going the way of like Redbox, when that started happening uh-huh. and, and everything started to fade away, uh, he transitioned over to tanning. So now Tommy's Tanning is still a very popular... Uh, Connecticut chain of tanning so oh, good, I'm glad he found the niche. <laughs> yeah, he found a niche. <laughs> found um, a new niche. <laughs> so there was there was Tommy K's, and Tommy K's was like the every. So there, were, there was a, there was a system in my family. Every Friday night, we would get takeout. We would get fast food, and we would be able to go to Tommy K's and get one movie. And that one movie was one for me, one for both my sisters. Uh, we all got one, and Tommy K's was like the catch all. Uh-huh. Blockbuster was when you needed something special, okay. And Hollywood Video, nobody went to. Nobody went Nobody went to Hollywood Video. So Tommy K's was super cool because they would have things that Blockbuster didn't. Uh huh. Um, and they would also have uh, really, really neat like demos in store. So like uh-huh. that was like one of the first places I ever played in N sixty four. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And uh, speaking of Goldeneye, I just brought back mine, uh, my N sixty four from childhood, uh, back to my house, and we've been playing it this week. Oh wow! Um, so that's been, see, I've still got mine in the basement. And there's mm, there's been a big. I've been i mean, meaning to bring it out, but I've never been on a mean N sixty four kick. I'm afraid. Golden, I mean Goldeneye sure. is just it's it's so. I never played Goldeneye. Like, yeah. I know that was like. What was your N sixty four game? Uh, it was Ocarina of Time. Mm, I have Majora's Mask. That was
0: the last game that I played was our Hurry of Time because That's the last game you played. I was, I was yeah, pro- I th- I think so. Cause I was I was fifteen, I think. It was probably like like either be- just before or just after you were born. <laughs> and um I got to the water temple and I said Life's too short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going outside. Like <laughs> we're gonna go touch grass. <laughs> And I, and I never picked it up again. <laughs>
1: You're like, you know what? I'm gonna go be an improviser. <laughs> kind of, yeah, because that's kind of where it started. You know, now with us, you know, we've we've taken on some new bits. We have four four yeah. new four new bits in the group. Yeah, they've they've all brought such difference into our uh, like our rehearsal space. They've all brought, and that's something. what I like, and that's what I look for every time someone auditions is.
0: What does this person have that we don't right now? Mm-hmm. like that that's my number one question yeah and, and like that every time you know yourself counted like Aww. every time that like like someone who we've brought in has met that kind of criteria Thanks man yeah. <laughs> um uh, and this time is no exception like this this recent round uh we've got our we've got our new bits of Khalil Blake Lee Adam and
1: Lori Lori who are like really do bring a yeah. Lori actually uh, comes from Improv Asylum which my buddy Henry has ended up at mm-hmm. so it just further emphasizes the circle of Rhode Island theater Rhode Island, Rhode Island improv <laughs> how tiny it really is um, Henry, but also
0: how expansive like how how like very varied it is like, yeah. uh, like there's so much there like there's so much here we have a lot, like we've got, like we cover a lot of bases. Like there's so like, God, I, you know, I never imagined like, like
1: I'd be like be able to perform with a bunch of like an eclectic bunch of people. When I, when I tell people that I do professional comedy with a classically trained Russian mime, yeah, who, who teaches me everything? Who I was know trained that. by the mime? Like, yeah, he was trained by the guy. Like, like it's not guy. just yeah,
0: not just like I mean, yeah, there is more than one mime, but but like the, the guy, guy, but like but if you if you say mime, he was taught by the guy, like. <laughs> Marcel Marceau is the number one mime, and Vlad trained with him. Like yeah. that's funny. that's insane.
1: To the the <laughs> level of the level of uh, experience and just awareness that has been in our group uh-huh. is something that I immediately was so floored by. That's a that that was that was kind of a Zen thing. Like I kind of like when
0: when the the minute like it settled in with the bits was when I was like oh. You know, I'm never going to be on Saturday Night Live. I'm never going to be, like, a star. If I could just do this forever, I'd be fine. Like, that was kind of like... There, a,
1: was there one specific moment that you can think of that? Like, you can... It was the that? first
0: show we did, main stage. It was me, me, Frank, Anna, Vlad, and Neil, and Jared. Like, the first the first show as the bit players in its current form. hmm I think we invited Bring Your Own Improv to, like, do a guest set, because it was still, like... Like,
1: we're you're just trying... To, yeah. We don't know, we're trying yeah. to...
0: Like, like, this is... Like, we're, it's, like, a combination of the remainder of the previous bit players and what it yeah, was going to Yeah, stuff come. that you know, stuff that you don't know. And there was a moment in that show where I'm, like, this works. Like, I'm, like, this is the best... Like, this is the first time things have fallen into place so, mm-hmm. like... Immediately. Mm. Um, it's me Vlad Tenenbaum Frank Frazaro Frazaro <laughs> <For sure. laughs> sure. uh Anna Smith Neil Leahy and Jared Pimentel um, and like there was a it, I, I forgot what moment it was I forgot what happened but there was a moment where I'm like because c- 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 it was a, such an early moment in the f- stage of the bit players mm-hmm. it was 2000... Nah, either late 2009 or early 2010 i can't remember and i don't know i don't remember what was going on on stage and i'm like oh fuck this works like and, and i'm like oh god like there i have never had a moment like that with another group well it's maybe since the one i founded in college maybe since rejects on the rise Or i'm like or or inside jokes which is the variety troupe that i, I started with uh, melissa bowler which we performed in a three car garage which was which was which was something different. Like yeah. it was not. It was it was more like. It's the life of a comedian. Yeah, that that was more like like she had a she had a house off campus, and we started the troupe. I'll talk more about this on a later episode. Maybe I'll do like a whole thing about it because there's so much to it. Um, we should have Melissa on the podcast. I want to have her. Yeah, she she'll do it. She'll do it. Um, she is she is grown up, married with a kid now, with with two kids now. Um, she's wonderful such is I, the way of improvising uh, she's wonderful I love her so much she she's one of my favorite improv friends and she's one of my favorite people uh, there, there, there was a I, and I forgot what the moment was because I was very nervous I was like okay well like Frank has brought me in now to revive a group that most of the people broke off from mm-hmm. with the with the people who stayed behind people say behind were vlad and anna and neil and they brought in jared after and like this is kind of like will this work and like the moment where i realized shit this is awesome is a moment that will live with me forever and i i i just like i don't know how it happened but it did Mm-hmm. And the, like it just yeah. fell into place, and yeah. that's when it—that's when the bit players became a thing. Like that's when—that's when, that's that's so when the bit point. players became like the the like the 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 thing that I would do for the rest of my improv years. Mm-hmm. Like if I leave the bit players, like that will be like I, I'm not going to greener pastures. That will be the end of it for me.
1: Like mm-hmm. that will be my retirement. That's beautiful. <laughs> there, there is so much. I mean, just. Raw energy is the mm-hmm. word that comes to my mind for mm-hmm. what the room felt like on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um for, Frank's, for Frank's departure. Yeah, for Frank's Frank's retirement show. And I know, like, he didn't
0: like. Well, he didn't want us to do anything. No, like, oh God. I, I thought that thought Carl was so funny. Like about just like kind of hinting at it for the whole show
1: without bringing it up till the end. And you know, uh, you guys are here for a special show because every show is special. every show is different. <laughs> Un- like, and, and there was such a there was such a camaraderie in the audience of like everyone knew what they were there to see, but no one no one was talking about it either. Like, like people were talking about. It, well a lot like, of the people. A
0: lot of like it's a rare show in the sense that um, except for the people who were there to celebrate something, which I, uh, in it. a backwards way, I, I feel, feel bad. Feel for bad. For them. I do feel bad for Emily. <laughs> Emily, yeah, poor Emily. But they but Emily had a good but time Emily though. Emily time. Emily really like came up to. Emily from Massachusetts. Emily from Boston. Neil Logan. Um, worked at the Department of Public. And Public. Worked at the Department of Public Health. <laughs> like no, no I, Like I, I had some choice words for her during that, during, <laughs> during, Saturday. during that serenade. she had a great time. Like yeah, she had a she good time. But awesome. like, she had fun. Um, <laughs> but but just like, that night. But I feel like a lot of people in the crowd were there because they knew that that was Frank's last night.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was sold out. About four and a half, six days in advance. Yeah, too. there was so much um, pure joy and adoration in that room. Yeah, because Frank really is the
0: guy who made the bit players he what this. it is today. Like, like not solely, not solely, mm-hmm. like, not like you, like, it, 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 but, but, but he was at the helm. Like, and and uh, under his under his leadership, we are what we are. um and I I owe him that, and but but I also owe every one of you that, like I owe you, including including our most our most recent uh, yeah our most crop our, our most recent crop like the, it, that it wouldn't have been
1: it, 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 like it's it it's him, but it's also all of you. Yeah, I, th- I I think like in the in the year I've been here, no one has kind of emanated that energy and that uh expectation of what it means to be a bit player quite like frank in a way of he has such a a calm confidence of this is why we're here Mm -hmm. and the way he would uh lead us through you know rehearsals and notes and how to get better and stuff Uh, at the end of it there was just a love for what we were doing and there was a there was a a desire to be good at what you love yep that you don't see in people who are as talented in the thing that they're good at as he is and to see the the level of respect that you guys have had for him for years Mm -hmm. and the way that that has very much so impacted how we operate and how we will continue to operate that's you you can't separate that from the core of the bit players as it is i think it's embodied like
0: oddly enough i think that's embodied most prominently in jared you know yeah uh because jared is the person who has fought tooth and nail with frank the whole time Yep. and even been fired because of it yep um but like you know if you'll read like his, his social media posts over the last you know about this show like he like at the end of the day there's so much respect there yeah like Jared Jared our musician who has been a bit player who was, who was there when I got here he was the most recent one when we the, the most recent inductee when I when Frank and I got got it welcomed in you know has, has has been has taken a lot of has taken a couple of roles you know he's used to be a player he's now primarily a musician mm-hmm. he will play as a he, he will improvise when when needed. needed but like he has butted heads as much with Frank as anybody has yeah and he'll say this too and it's he not will like say we're talking
1: it. out of turn no no no, no not he not will, and, and he will say
0: it, but like at the end of the day, there's like so much respect there. Yeah. Like, and 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 that it, for what he has accomplished and what he has turned us into, and and, and like the, the the I think I mean I suspect that Frankel will be back not maybe not as I'm not I'm not saying that James I'm not saying this as as as, as the as the hope that you will be usurped because A red I, dot just appeared on Jim's forehead. Yeah, because, because I I do have very like deep faith in James as an artistic yeah. director. I, I do the think future that he's very bright for a the job. players. Um but every time Frank has left he's come back. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like that that there's like He's been saying since the beginning, I'm not going to be here forever. He left to go to California, and then he came back. Um, uh, uh, You know, every time you get out, you'll come back in. And I think he'll be back as a player. I do think he will be. Um, But in the case that he's not, like what he's built here will last forever.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I, I think... We all we all have such a, a fondness for what we have here mm-hmm. and we all have such a a recognition at the the at the the luck that we've all found ourselves in with this trip. And I think with James at the helm I I I only see like the next step. Yeah. And and it's so exciting to see what happens next. Yeah. Very, very exciting times to be to be a bit player and also just to be a fan of comedy in Rhode Island. Absolutely. And uh, and uh, with that,
0: like I, I know that um, Andy is planning to, and, well, I think and Carl too um, are planning to jumpstart a stand up night at the theater soon Woo! because I know they talked to me about it. Uh, so like, in addition to the improv here, there's so much comedy going on. Um, and uh, with that, I think I think that that's a good note to leave the show on so mm-hmm. like I feel like we gotta go into our our bits and what are you bitsing about this week? this is the this is the part of the show where we quit our
1: bits Danny, what are you bits about this week? uh this week, I am bitsing about um expectations yes 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 um, go on so it, just in general uh, aside from everything uh, there the month of January always brings about uh, being being a worker in the service industry as long as I have been you work at this 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 great restaurant that has supported us I, I do uh, I, a I lot work. of
0: this time called not norms not
1: norms not norms Newport or Norwalk um, not norms Wait, Nor- there's one in Norwalk? The, the original one is in Norwalk. Wait, what the fuck? How did I not know
0: this? Yeah, man. Wait, one Norwalk, is Norwalk is the home of the... Norwalk is the home of the Leatherman. Yes, sir. Like, in Western Connecticut. Yes, sir. Like, there- if you've never seen the documentary, um, what's... Do you, know- do you know about the Leatherman? I don't. Like, there's...
1: It's... <laughs> I mean, like, I th- I'm sure I do from Boy Scouts. I've heard I, about I this. I, don't, and, I can't think of, like, the specific. Because
0: I've heard about this, like like, from various sources, but... Um, the Leatherman was like a guy, uh, like a vagrant who wandered from place to place, and had this kind of like circle that he went around and went to various locations throughout the course of his life, and, and like kind of Norwalk is kind of seen as his center. <laughs> and like I heard on a, a podcast, the Flop House, uh, the movie podcast, uh, where. Dan, the host of it, who's a writer for The Daily Show, told about how, like, one of his co-workers (laughs) said that, like, he went there on a field trip in high school to learn about where a famous vagrant lived (laughs) (laughs) like, like, it was
1: a uh... That that vagrant, his name is actually Norm and that's where... I don't know if it was, though, but like hold on, wait, the (laughs) Leatherman
0: is the... The the, Leatherman is not Norm. It it is not Norm that's right, because it's I don't know. Well, like in 1883, wearing a 60-pound suit sewn from leather boot tops, a wanderer known only as the Leatherman began to walk a 365-mile loop between the Connecticut and Hudson River. One mile a day, every 34 years. days. But like it's it's a it was a documentary on PBS that that is I would really recommend that people watch the Road Between Heaven and Hell. <laughs> It's so intense. It's so, but it's, it's on so PBS the, too, so you know it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's so, it's 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 really worth it. But like, but I think Norwalk, Connecticut, was the place that he went to used to go. He probably used to eat at Norm's. And I'm pretty sure, uh, based on what we talked about the last podcast, Norwalk, Connecticut, was where I met the star of, of the Voyage of, the Voyager Voyager of, the of Mimi.
1: Mimi. That's very true at the uh-huh. at, at, uh, at the. Uh-huh. Um, the Maritime Center. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, so so yes. Yeah, so I am in the service industry. I work at a lovely, lovely restaurant called Not Norm. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jay and Emily. Yeah. Um, and because it's January, no one's in Newport. No one's around. No one's doing anything. So well, there are people. Like there what are. I, what I love.
0: Here's the thing. What I love about off season. I I love about people. I love people who take advantage of the off season oh, Newport. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of times we'll have people come in just, like, when it's freezing cold out and it's, like, the low prices in Newport, like, yeah. around, in a resort town in non-resort seasons, like, is when people will come to see us a lot.
1: So, yes. like, that's so
0: cool. I yeah. love that. I
1: love that. So, because it's been, because it is the off-season, um, there's a lot of cutting of hours because there's just not yeah. there's not it's it's not it's not nearly the same place it is in the summer yeah yeah no it's and um with that there's a level of expectation of like what my day is going to be like mm-hmm. like yeah my days normally during the summer are insanely busy it's work it's bits it's this it's that yeah, it's yeah. Show, whatever and this week has been a lot of just taking time and just being a person for the first time and you know, five and a half, six months since since everything started to kind of uh, calm down. Yeah. And this week has been huge in terms of like presence and mindset and everything. But the number one thing has just been getting back into uh, into the things that I love. So like reading, improv, all these things, and uh, shedding expectations of the result. Yes. Has been huge, and staying in the moment. Especially in terms of like when I'm like at work doing nothing, or if I'm just like at home and I'm just bored, there's a level of like urgency to do nothing that if I sit with it, it dissipates and I want to do the next mm-hmm. thing, like read or whatever. So that uh-huh. has been huge. Yes. And I've been able to, uh, in the past week, I finished a book I went oh, wow. to see uh, Mike Birbiglia's new show on Broadway which is phenomenal oh wow closed so last cool. night unfortunately but it was nice. phenomenal it'll be on Netflix soon nice um, and there has been a level of uh, mindfulness and presence that has been missing for a bit that I am so thankful to have back because I don't think Saturday would have meant as much to me had I not had well, that, that that is cool that is really cool
0: what about you, Jim? What are you bitsin' about this week? What am I bitsin' about? Well, like, it's Martin Luther King Day as we record this. That's true. And I'm a teacher. And I'm a, uh, I'm an English teacher. I uh, And I teach an AP language course, which is a course in rhetoric, basically. It's a course in the argument. It's a course in how people, like, form their statements in order to get a certain response out of an audience. And Martin Luther King means a lot to me because of that. Um, because he is someone who... In his time, was not as liked as he is now. Was not as universally recognized as a figure as he is now. Like, did not have the approval rating. Was not like a universally beloved figure that he is now. At the time of his death, he had something like a like a sub fifty percent approval rating. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was seen kind of the way that
1: people view Black Lives Matter now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like we we like the message, we don't like the con- like we don't like how they're doing going about it. Right. Yeah. Um.
0: And, I, like, I taught my kids this week. Like, I, I, I did... I always sort of bring it... I tried try to bring it to this amid the time. Of, like... Try to look at him beyond the uh, platitudes. Mm-hmm. In that there is a... Uh, there's a Martin Luther King beyond the, like... Hey, you should judge people by the content of their character. Not by the color of their skin. But, like, I think a lot of people forget that he talked about that in the context of, very famously, a dream. <laughs> um, which was, I have a dream that one day my four children will be judged by the color, by the content of the character, not by the color of their skin. Um, and that, that was a hope for equality in the future, but at the same time an acknowledgement that, uh, Bigotry happens in the present,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think like every Martin Luther King Day I get on that, like that is something to call to attention. Like, even though you hope for equality to happen in the future, there's a lot of racism in the present, and so don't forget it. Like, there's the, mm-hmm. the, like we don't want to forget that. Like, we don't the, like don't the, uh, like we don't want to use uh, our greatest civil rights leaders' words. As a way to like kind of assuage ourselves, yeah. Right? And that's that that that's that's what I hope will come. Like you know. <laughs> anyway, what do we got to plug? Let's like like uh-huh. like we've got our shows every Friday and Saturday night at eight PM at the Firehouse Theater, in Newport, Rhode Island, for a Quality Park Place. Um,
1: bitplayers.net for tickets. Um, what else we got? We have a charity fundraiser show coming up in February sixteenth. I'm pretty sure that isn't open to the public show Um, Uh that's coming up pretty soon other than that yeah just the
0: usual bits and yeah so come see us bitplayers.net this has been bits for second I'm Jim I'm Danny have a good night